You're the leader of this program, so we've got to know, how's your hip? Are you 100% right now? Um, you know, I don't want to admit to being 100%. Then that would affect how many shots I get over the next three or four days, which is the end of golf season. Um, I actually have to produce a, a doctor's excuse not to hit out of a sand trap the guys that I play against. And uh, I've really been trying to make a good game on the first tee, so I don't want to, I don't want to say that I'm really 100%. But I really am. Front row, Coach. Hey, Nick. David Kloniger with the Charleston Post and Courier. You get South Carolina back on the schedule for the first time in nine years this season. What do you remember from that 2010 game? Is there one player moment that stands out above the rest? Well, I remember a lot. You know, we got the line and kicked out of our britches, you know, in the game uh, over there. And, um, you know, we had won, I think, 19 games in a row going into that game. And um, they, they really took advantage of – um, and played a great game against us and took advantage of a lot of situations and exposed us in a lot of different ways. And uh, we have a lot of respect for Will and what he's done uh, at South Carolina, the team they have. And um, that's always a challenging place to play. And um, that's going to be a difficult game for us. And, you know, our players need to be ready to go. Coach, to your left on the second row. Clint Schweitzer, Great American Sports Network in Kansas City. Uh, Coach, you're in your 13th year here at Alabama, 18th in the SEC. The slogan for this league is it just means more. Uh, you've been around a long time in this league. What, what does it mean to you? The slogan is it just means more, or what, I didn't get that. What is the slogan? What, what, being in this league for 18 years, slogan is it just means more. What, what does this mean to you coaching in this, in this league? Well, I'm just glad to be here. <laughs> you know, I mean um, – this is a great league. Uh, the competition, the competitive venues, the fan interest, the passion that uh, so many people have in so many programs. Um, you know, I've coached in several different leagues, including the NFL, uh, the Big Ten, and um, I just think the in interest and the passion here makes it special to be, you know, a part of this. And then we have a lot of good football players, a lot of good football coaches, a lot of good programs in this league. Uh, that make it very, very challenging um, each and every year. And um, I, I just, you know, I'm just happy to be a part of it. Uh, and it's been a wonderful experience. And hopefully the players that uh, have been a part of our program have a better chance to be successful in life because of it. And um, their experience as competitors are going to help them, you know, have a better chance to be successful. Coach, to your right on the second row. Hey, Coach. Rachel Barbeau, Sirius XM. How are you doing this morning? Doing good. I'm right here. Um, two questions for you. The first one is, I, having, having uh, covered you for many years, I know that um, you are very motivated by a loss and a win. I'm curious, after the national championship game, did you change any of your process, anything that you do, anything with practice, any way that you coach? Um, because you've been known to burn the midnight oil uh, in your career and being willing to pivot when you see something that needs to be changed? Well, I, I think that we're constantly evolving as a program. We're constantly making little changes and things to, you know, try to help us get better, whether it's overall program, offense, defense, special teams, um, any part of the program, personal development, academic support, whatever it is. We're always looking for a better way. Uh, but I think that... Um, we, we didn't do the things that we feel are very important to the program very well toward the end of the season last year. 
Now, I don't think we play with the kind of discipline that we want to play with as an organization and as a team. Uh, I don't think we had, um, we didn't have the, uh, a, a culture of accountability, uh, you know, with our team in the last, at the end of the season. Uh, I think putting the team first is always really, really important. And um, these are the kind of things that I think we need to improve on uh, if we're going to be able to improve as a team and continue to develop and have success. And I think, you know, you have to be able to live with success. You have to understand that success is not a continuum. It's momentary. Uh, and if you don't continue to do the same things that you've always done, uh, you're, you're not you're not going to be successful. And I think sometimes players get complacent, take for granted that just because we played well in the past, we're going to continue to play well in the future. And then you create bad habits and the way you prepare, and then you get exposed by somebody that you play that is really, really good. So I don't think it was what we were doing so much as how were we doing it? How did we execute? What did we do? Um, and, you know, that's something that we need to improve on, but we're also constantly trying to evolve as an organization. Coach, last question. Um, Jimbo Fisher earlier this week talked about the biggest thing he took from you was your awareness in terms of mental health of your players. Um, that's huge, Coach. And I heard you earlier this year talk to high school coaches and talk about that, about caring about your players, about really looking at them and seeing how you can serve them. Is that is that part of your legacy, how you want to be remembered in the SEC and in coaching? Well, I think, you know, what I'd like to, you know, I've been around two, I've been in two programs where they had icon coaches, you know, Woody Hayes at Ohio State and um, Coach Bryan at Alabama. And the one thing that makes those guys what they were and what they are is the number of players that have come up to me through the years in both those programs and tell me how much their coach impacted their life in terms of uh, the lessons that they learned as competitors or uh, the values that were instilled in them while they were in the program, the relationships that were developed. Um, so that's really the number one thing that I'd like to be my legacy someday is that um, there's a whole bunch of players out there that feel like uh, something that we did helped them have a better chance to be successful in life. On the mental health issue side of it, you know, I've always been one of these people who are really, really interested in human behavior and the psychological disposition uh, it takes to be a good competitor. Um, so we've always had people involved in the mental health of our players for the last 25 years, uh, all the years that I've been a head coach. And these people are experts in human behavior. Uh, they've helped players and they've helped us to be able to help players uh, by understanding issues and problems, how we should coach those guys, uh, how they need to be supported so they have a better chance to be successful. I think this is something that people are becoming more aware of now. Um, I hear in the NFL they're going to have somebody like that within every organization now. Uh, we've been doing that for a long time and it's been very effective, I think, and helpful to the players. Coach right here in the middle, second row. Jason March, 730 The Ump in Huntsville. I have to ask, how many times have you studied the tape from the national championship game this offseason, and how long did it take to get over? Uh, 
Uh, I don't know that you ever get over things like that. Um, I, I think that um, we obviously looked at the game several times and tried to uh, analyze the things that didn't go well, but it's not that difficult to figure out. Uh, and watching it over and over and over doesn't give you any additional insight. You know, it usually comes down to how did you execute? How did you block and tackle? Uh, how did you execute and do the things that you were supposed to do relative to how you practiced? And uh, we didn't practice very well for the game. Uh, it, was a, it was a difficult trip for our team. Uh, same circumstance for them. They handled it a lot better than we did. Uh, and we didn't execute very well in the game. So uh, I don't know that you ever get over those things. Um, I think more about the games that we've lost, whether they're SEC championship games that we lost, playoff games that we've lost, um, games that we lost in a national championship game, uh, things that we could have done differently uh, that might have changed the outcome. Uh, things that we could do differently to change the program so we have a better chance to be successful in the future. Um, but I, I don't think it takes long to figure it out. I don't think it takes long to watch the tape and see what you did wrong. And, you know, some of it is, you know, personnel issues. Uh, some of it is execution issues. Um, so, you know, but we're looking forward and trying to take the lessons that we learned from that game, uh, implement those as lessons for our players in the future so that they have a better chance to be successful. And that's always the challenge. You know, it's a new season. Uh, how are we going to respond? What kind of leadership are we going to have? How are we going to reinforce those things that we're talking about to make it impactful for how we improve this year? Coach, to your right, front row. Hey, Nick, Matt Smith, Southern Pigskin. Similar to what Rachel was saying on the mental side of things, are there any measures you guys take to help players deal with more of the mental side of injuries, like Tua last year where you're cleared to play, but you're going to be in some pain for the rest of the year, probably not going to get better until after the season. Are there any measures you guys take to help those guys deal with the normal aches and pains and fighting through those that come with just a long football season and the grind of that? Yeah, I think that... Um you know, when we have players that, you know, struggle with injuries and every player, you know, responds differently, you know, some players can play with, you know, their arm hanging off and other players can't play very well if they have a hangnail. And I think that comes down to, you know, their psychological disposition. And, um, and I think that we've always employed um, psychiatrists, sports psychologists to try to help players deal with those issues. I mean, no different than dealing with a death in your family, uh, dealing with an issue that you might have with your children. I mean, all these things are things that being supportive and helping people. Um, the one thing that I've learned is, you know, when players get injured or anybody gets injured, including myself coming back from this hip, is, you know, you always anticipate that it might hurt again. And even though it's not, you're afraid to go full speed. You know, you're afraid to step out because you're afraid you're going to hurt yourself again. And this is probably the thing that is m the most difficult for players to overcome, um, that you are okay. Um, and, you know, just feel like, you know, Doc told me with my hip, he said, look, you're okay now. Uh, you can do whatever you want. And it's going to hurt. It's like having a new ball glove. It's stiff. It needs broken in. So the more you do, the better you're going to be. 
I was still apprehensive to do some things, but I think that's normal. And I think as you do more things, you develop more confidence. But, you know, having people who are there to support you and help you understand those things uh, can be very helpful. Last two questions over here, Coach, in the front row. Hey, Coach. Rocco DeSangro, WHNT News 19 out of Huntsville. Uh, LeBron Ray, what have you seen from him this offseason on the football field, and what are some expectations you have from him for this upcoming season? Uh, LeBron Ray has been a very good player for us. He was very productive for us last year. You know, we, we look at him even last year as a starter who rotated in and played probably just as much as any of the defensive ends. Uh, um, he's an athletic guy. He's got a great motor. Um, he's gotten bigger and stronger. He's more physical now. Um, we think he can be a really, really good player for us. And, um, you know, he's he's had some, you know, foot and ankle things that have bothered him a little bit in the off season. But, you know, we expect him to be 100 percent and full go when we get started in August. And um, I think he's a player that we definitely want to count on to be uh, a good leader on our team and uh, someone who can contrib contribute, you know, and be very productive. Last question, gentlemen, right here in the middle, second row, white shirt. Yes. You. Rick Henry, WSTV, Columbia, South Carolina. Coach, what were the qualities or the reasons that you hired Will Nostat the first time, and did you know early on that he could possibly one day come ahead? Oh, I love Will. You know, I I think Will was. It's been a long time ago at you know Valdosta State or one of those schools. You know, down there, and had only been coaching for a couple of years. And I remember we played. We were practicing in Atlanta for a game. I think it was a bowl game, maybe the Peach Bowl, when I was at LSU and. Uh, our f first year there and he came up and watched practice and I got to know him and talk to him and really really liked him so uh, I think soon after that we had a um, an opening and uh, somebody recommended Will that knew him and um, you know because I had a good feeling about a little meeting that we had in Atlanta we brought him over we interviewed him and you know, he's an extremely hard worker, very knowledgeable guy, great leadership. Players respond to him well. He's got toughness about him, uh, which I think is important to instill, especially on defense uh, with your players. And uh, he did an outstanding job. And I, I don't, I can't remember exactly, but whether it was a year or two, you know, he was the coordinator. Um, and you know, went on to Miami with us. And um, so I, I didn't ever have any doubt that Will would be extremely successful as a coach. And he did he did as good a job for us in our program and what we asked him to do and the way he did it uh, in every way, how he represented the program, uh, how he coached the players, how he developed players, how he recruited players uh, as anyone we've ever had.